uh, this is in the book of Hebrews chapter 6, uh, and it says uh, in verse uh, 13, it says, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. And, um, of course, I could probably teach uh, a year just on the covenant of Abraham. And, um, uh, but then he comes down after he says that, that we have that God made a promise to Abraham. And then he, then he made an oath to complete that promise. And then he says in verse 19, Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that, which, uh, into that within the veil. Um, and the thing that uh, the Lord would just encourage me about uh, this morning is on verse 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Uh, and the, the hope, so the hope is that God is going to do what he says he's going to do, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of times with all the things going on in the world, you know, Lord, are you going to come through? Lord, are you going to come through? You know, are we going to be safe? Are we going to be healed? Are we going to be protected? Uh, and all of those things are thoughts that are, kind of swirling around in your soul, right? In your mind, in your emotions. And, you know, what's going to happen to this person? What's going to happen to this situation? And uh, the Bible says we can have an anchor for our soul, right? Because the, the, the analogy there is you're a ship. Uh, and, of course, other scriptures talk about being a ship tossed to and fro, right? With uh, all the different waves. And a lot of times that's your soul, right? Uh, things happen, events happen, and your mind is full of fear, and your mind is full of dread and worry, and uh, and uh, and it's just tossed with every circumstance that comes along. And uh, the Bible says that we can have a anchor for our soul, and the anchor is the hope that the Lord is going to do exactly what He said He's going to do. And, and if you get that settled in your heart, then what'll happen is your soul will remain steadfast regardless of the circumstances around you. Uh, and that would be really helpful in the church if we could all live that way every day, right? That, that no matter what happens, that our soul stays exactly where it's supposed to be. And it doesn't uh, go down this path of, of wringing its hands and being full of worry and dread. Uh, but we can live a life of hope every single day that the Lord's going to come through. He always says uh, that he would. In fact, he made a promise, and then he made an oath to complete the promise. Uh, that's pretty good, right? Because you think that the Lord could just say, I'm going to do it. He said, I'm going to do it, and then I, then I swear by my own self that I will do it. Uh, that's a, that's a double-up promise right there, right? Uh, and so, uh, and the Bible says we have that hope that he's going to do that as an anchor of our souls. So, and notice it's not about your, uh, about your spirit. Your spirits are fine, but your soul needs to be anchored down, right? Your thoughts need to be anchored down. Your emotions need to be, be anchored down, right? So that they're not just uh, running, you know, just going crazy and, and uh full of uh, all the things that the world is full of. Amen. Uh, so uh, do we have an, uh, an anchor for our soul? Uh, we do, and it's the hope that the Lord is going to do what he says he's going to do. Amen. Uh, well, do you believe that? So you have to energize that anchor by your faith, right? You have to energize that hope uh, uh, and that anchor that uh, I believe that the Lord is going to do what he said he's going to do. And that's the anchor, right, that you believe that he's going to do those things. Amen. Uh, and so... Praise God. Well, let's stand and greet each other for just a minute, and then we'll get into praise and worship.
name of depression, Father, and sadness and grief, overwhelming thoughts, Father. Must bow to the name of Jesus. Father, that name is above every name. Father, everything that we deal with in this earth has a name. Every conflict has a name, Father. Every sickness and disease has a name, Father. Thank you, Father. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Father, we depend upon the name of Jesus. We will use the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You've granted us access and use of that name. So, Father, we'll use it. As you instructed, Father, and with faith, Every time the name of Jesus is spoken, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Thank you, Father. We will overcome, Father. And we will be victorious, Father, because of the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And Father, we thank you for these things. We give you all praise and honor for them, Lord. We thank you for them all in Jesus' name. Well, praise God. Is the Lord good? You know, the name of Jesus is where our authority is wrapped up in, right? Um, and we should exercise, anytime we exercise authority, we should exercise it in the name of Jesus. Amen? Uh, you know, in the church, we get a lot of um, uh, traditions and uh, man's ideas. I've seen people use the printed Bible to lay it on somebody. You know, I've seen them you know, uh, use other things. Sometimes people will declare the, the blood of Jesus over a situation to affect a, uh, some type of authority. And uh, sometimes people use a cross, right? You know, you've seen the vampire shows. They hold the cross up to the vampire, you know. And, uh, you know, they, they do a lot of things that's just kind of theater sometimes. And, you know, I think part of it is just due to a lack of training and teaching in the Word. Uh, but the only thing that the Lord has given to us that, that contains the authority that we need to accomplish things in the earth is the name of Jesus, amen? And, and of course, it's the power of God that backs up that name. And if that's, the, if that's what we've been given to exercise authority in the earth, that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't preach about the cross. That doesn't mean we, talk, we don't talk about the blood of Jesus. You know, those all have parts to play. But when it comes to exercising authority, it should be done in the name of Jesus. He said, in my name, they shall cast out devils, right? He didn't say using my printed Bible with a leather cover uh, is what you're going to use to cast out devils, did he? And yet, sometimes we will do some things like that, amen? Uh, and then nothing happens, and we wonder, well, I guess God doesn't have it today, right? Well, he doesn't have it today because you didn't exercise the instructions that he gave to us, amen? Uh, and so he's not required to, um, to back up just whatever you decide to do, right? He will back up his word, right? And in fact, uh, let's turn over to... Uh, Mark chapter 16. So we, we've been talking about the anointing, and there's, there's still just a couple things I want to talk about. I mean, you know, I could talk about the anointing for months on end. I'm not sure that we'll, we'll go through everything that we, we can go through about the anointing. It's maybe one of those topics that we 
we address for a while and then we come back and, and add more things to it. Uh, but he says here in Mark chapter 16 and verse uh, 19, he says, so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. So the Lord confirms his word, right? He doesn't confirm my thoughts. He doesn't confirm my tradition. He doesn't confirm my church. He confirms his word. Amen. Uh, and uh, he does that with signs following. So what he's doing is he's saying, uh, if we say Jesus is the healer, then what's he going to confirm? He's going to confirm his word with healing, isn't it? Amen. If he says Jesus is the, is the uh, deliverer, then he'll confirm his word with deliverance. Amen. Amen. So whatever word we're preaching, uh, and of course we've got lots of word to preach, but whatever word we're preaching, generally speaking, he will confirm that. And so that, that's why it's to your advantage as the word goes forth for you to hook up with the word of God and say, well, that, Lord, that belongs to me. See, then he can confirm that word in your life. Amen. Amen. But a lot of times what happens in the church is we say, well, Jesus is the healer. Of course, around here, you know, we can get by with that and everybody believes that. But if you just went to a church that had never heard that before and you, and you got up and said, Jesus is the healer. Some people would say, well, no, he's not. You know, uh, Sister Doodad died of sickness. You know, uh, Grandma died of sickness. And, you know, uh, that's, that ended with the last apostle. Uh, and so what they're doing is they're rejecting the word. So then the Lord is unable to confirm the word because they've not accepted it. They've not approved it. They've not uh, taken it by faith. And so he's unable to confirm the word. And then so that because our job is to present the word and his job is to confirm the word. Amen. So I'm glad that he set it up that way because it'd be a whole lot harder for me to come up with a miracle. Right. If he's preaching the word and he said, OK, now, uh, Pastor Chip, you come up with a miracle to confirm what I just said, I, I'd have to go home and just cry, right? Because I wouldn't have anything. Would you have anything if he asked you to, come, to do a miracle? No, uh, you'd be in the same boat I, I would be, right? Uh, so we do our part, which is we, we present the word. Uh, you do your part, which is to receive the word. And then he'll do his part, which is to confirm the word. Uh, and, and that's the partnership that we have with the Lord Jesus, right? And that's, the, uh, and that's what this whole... Uh, teaching has been about is about the anointing of God that follows his word, right? The anointing of God that follows us as his people in all that we do. He's always with us. Amen. Uh, and, you know, we, we've been talking about the, the inviting people to church, but it's not just the mechanics of inviting people to church. You know, our desire is to help people. Amen. Our desire is to put them in a position to hear the word so that the Lord can, can confirm the word in their life. Amen. Uh, but as you're inviting people, you know, it's not just, in fact, I was telling Chris, I said, well, I, I'm already, the whole year's already done. I just got on Facebook and I invited Facebook and there's like 2 billion people on Facebook. So I've invited 2 billion people to church, right? Uh, and so I really didn't do that. But, but, uh, uh, but see, we need to be uh, uh, working with the Lord because there may be certain people that said, now you go talk to that person. And he may not say anything about this person over here. So we could hand out, you know, cards to a thousand million people, but we want to work with the Lord. Amen. And if there's two people that he gives us that he wants to, us to invite, then those are the people that we should invite. Amen. And because he's going to work with them, he's going to confirm the word in their life. And, and uh, I, don't, I don't know if you remember the story that uh, Brother Copeland said many years ago, but he was somewhere in the States and the Lord said, I need you to fly over to Israel like immediately. 
Uh, and so, I mean, that's, you know, it's not just like driving to the grocery store, right? I mean, it's a, uh, I, I don't even know if his jet at the time could, could uh, fly to Israel uh, or if he had to take commercial flights. You know, he didn't uh, uh, go into that much detail about it. But anyway, he, he flew to Israel and then, uh, you know, he was expecting maybe when he gets there, they'd have a big, you know, a big reception party. And uh, thank you, Brother Copeland, for visiting our country and, and have a coliseum set up with people already. You know, he didn't know if the Lord had already preordained a bunch of things that he was going to go and have a big minister's conference or a big Believer's Voice of Victory conference there in Israel. And, uh, and uh, he landed and there was no fanfare. There was no parade and no uh, nothing going on. And. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, uh, and a lot of times the Lord will do that. He'll give you like one, two, one or two steps to do. And then you kind of have to follow faith on the rest of it. Just kind of go with the flow and, and see what it does. You know, and I think he sets it up that way because it requires more faith on our part. Amen. If he just laid it all out and everything was easy, we didn't have to really believe God for anything. Then, then um, there wouldn't be much faith necessary to live as a Christian. And so, so he just kind of, you know. Chilling doesn't, doesn't really know what to do. So he goes, eats at a little cafe somewhere. And, and uh, he struck up a conversation, I think, with the waiter and ended up leading the waiter to, to the Lord uh, in Israel. And then, uh, you know, then they got done and the, the, the waiter left. And the Lord said, OK, you can go home now. Uh, and, and Brother Copeland was kind of like, well, is that it? You know, I mean, is that uh, I mean, I flew all the way over here, you know, a lot at great expense and time and energy. And and, and uh, that's it. And and of course, you know, you got to be careful ever complaining to the Lord because, you know, that he'll he'll say just the right thing that make you feel really small. And, and, and so the Lord said, oh, so so that man's eternal life wasn't worth your coming over here uh, and, and speaking to him. <laughs> so like, well, sorry, I ever said anything, Lord. Right. Uh, uh, but it, it was worth it. Right. It was worth it for for that man's eternal life. Now, his eternal destiny is in heaven because Brother Copeland was willing to to. Uh, yield to the anointing of God, yield to the Spirit of God, and go and speak to that person. Now, you know, more than likely, the Lord's not going to have you fly to the Antarctica or to the South Pole or North Pole and speak to one person. You know, he might, but, um, you know, uh, he'll probably have a start with uh, our local uh, area, amen, uh, right here. And so, so whenever I'm talking to people, I'm always expecting that the Lord is, is with me. He's my partner, right? He, he, he works, he said he's working with us, amen? So he's our partner. So as we speak to people, as we talk to people, as we, as we minister to people, you know, you should be sensitive to the Lord. What do you want me to do? You know, sometimes, and, and I don't do this all the time, but every now and then I'll be talking to somebody and, and say, hey, is it okay if we pray with you? Uh, I don't do that for everybody. I do that for the people that the Lord kind of gives me the impression to do that for uh, is anything wrong with prayer? Nothing wrong with prayer. But I want to do what the Lord wants me to do because he already knows the best thing that needs to be done in that situation. If I, if I say, Lord, I've got it from here, you just leave me alone now, I've got it from here, then he's not working with me. I'm working for him. And I don't want to just work for him, I want him to work with me. So if I'm talking to somebody, then, then I'll know, okay, I can invite this person and just leave it at that. Some people, you know, you might bribe them and say, hey, we've got a church meal on Sunday, you know, come for that. Uh, you know, we're not above bribing people, you know, uh, because we want to get the word in them. Amen. Uh, and so, so I just want to encourage you, that'll be a good, uh, a good way for you to develop working with the Lord. Amen. It is in, in just doing that uh, one exercise there. Uh, but let's turn over to Luke chapter five. So uh, last week we talked a little bit about uh, working with the anointing 
uh, on people's lives, and we looked at how the woman uh, with the issue of blood had worked with uh, the anointing on the Lord Jesus' life. And remember, he said she came in the press behind, uh, and she touched his garment, and she was the only one who got healed. Uh, and why is that? Because uh, uh, the, Jesus was anointed, wasn't he? I mean, he had the Spirit of God with him everywhere he went. He didn't, you know, he, he's not like, you know, sometimes in our lives, we get used to the natural world and we kind of get, you know, we're not backslidden or anything, but we're just, we get focused on the natural things that we're doing. And, and you know, we kind of forget that the Spirit of God is there working with us every day. And, uh, and it's not that because we're just terrible people, just life, you know, and, and uh, we can work on getting better at that, no doubt. But uh, Jesus wasn't that way. He was on all the time, right? I mean, he, there was no uh, good days and bad days for Jesus. It was only good days for Jesus. And yet this woman was the only one who received. So uh, uh, remember what Jesus said to her at the very end of it? Woman, thy faith has made thee whole. Amen. So it was her faith that allowed her to receive from the anointing upon the life of Jesus. Even though the, that anointing was there, but she was the only one that received it, right? And, and this story here in, in uh, Luke, uh, let's see, did I say, where did I say to go? We, uh, yeah, I'm in Mark chapter 5. It's like, oh, I thought Luke chapter 5 sounded better. Uh, but over in Luke chapter 5. So this is, is a similar story there. Uh, and, and the point of this is we want to learn how to work with the anointing wherever it's at. So if, if somebody is preaching, then we want to learn how to work with that anointing on that preacher's life, right? On that minister's life. Uh, if, we're, if we're the ones doing the talking, right? If we're the ones ministering to somebody and we're going to uh, talk here in just a minute that the anointing is not just for the ministry right the 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 all of a church has an anointing on them to do whatever the lord has called you to do that's the presence of god and that's what distinguishes the church from the rest of the world the rest of the world's got talents and abilities right they have the ability to do certain things they can sing and play and make and, and build and and all these things but they don't have the anointing on them amen we have the anointing on us because we're the church amen uh, and so the Lord gives us those talents, but then he, then he adds the, to those talents, he adds the anointing and, and the power of God with it. Amen. And so here we are in Luke chapter 5, uh, and uh, <clears throat> let's start in verse 17. It says, And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. So, uh, how many people you reckon were there? We don't know, but a whole bunch, right? I mean, if they came out of every town uh, there of uh, Galilee and Jerusalem and Judea, then there's probably a lot of people there. And it says, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. That word power there is the supernatural miracle work and power of God. If you remember from, from the, the woman, uh, the siren, or the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus said, virtue came out of me, but that word virtue is the same word power, Right. Uh, I, I think they probably used the wrong word when they translated the English to, from uh, from power to virtue there. Uh, they didn't ask my opinion. It's been, you know, several hundred years since they wrote that. But uh, but power is a little bit better description. So uh, so here's Jesus in this house. All these important people there, right? Pharisees, doctors of the law from all around the cities and towns and villages in that area. Uh, and as we go on later, we find out that the house is full, right? No, there's, no room in the, uh, there's no room in the house for extra people to get there. And it says the power, the supernatural miracle working power of God was present to heal them, right? So the people that were there, right? Not just 
other people, but the people that were there, right? And yet, uh, of these people, if, as we continue the story, how many of these Pharisees and doctors of law obtained healing? None. Uh, none of them received healing, right? Uh, now, it says it was there to heal them. So clearly there were some of them that needed healing, amen? Uh, we don't know which ones they were or what they had wrong with them, but they had things wrong with them. I mean, you can get a group of any, any number of people and somebody's got something that needs healing, right? I mean, they got an itch or a scratch or something, right? I mean, you know, it's, it's rare you get any group of people that, you know, uh, and they get to talking about it. It'll be a race to the bottom before too long, right? You think yours, you think yours it hurts and feels bad? Mine's twice as bad as yours. Uh, and so, uh, the, but, the, but see, uh, if you are a carrier of the anointing of God, which you are, right? Because you have the Spirit of God in you. Everywhere you go, the power of the Lord is present to heal those around you. And if you, if you remember, we talked a little bit about the anointing, that the anointing, uh, according to John chapter 7, where it talks about uh, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You know, the anointing of God upon your life is primarily for you to assist others around you. Now, you can use it for yourself, but the, the Lord really intends for you to obtain all the blessings of heaven just by your faith in his word. But then he'll anoint you then for other people, right? Because he said the power of the Lord was present to heal them, right? So the, the power, the anointing of the Lord was there to heal those, you know, that are in the presence of Jesus. And everywhere you go, the power of the Lord is in your life to affect a, a healing and a cure or a deliverance for the people that are around you. Amen. Uh, and, and so, but then we have a responsibility. Amen. If we're there and we have a need, uh, and a child of God is there with the anointing upon their life, then what's my responsibility? Am I supposed to do anything? Well, we'll find out here as we continue on in the story here. And it says, And behold, men brought in a bed uh, a man which was taken with a palsy or, or paralysis, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay, lay him before him, and whether they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with, with his couch in the midst before Jesus. Uh, and when he saw their what? Their faith. So what was their faith? Their faith was in that anointing, right? That was there to, to heal them, right? They knew that the, that the power of the Lord was present to heal them. They couldn't get to it, though. Uh, you ever had people get in the way between you and the anointing? You know, uh, uh, a lot of times it's just people just just carnal, right? They just they just want, uh, uh, you know. I, I observe this uh, probably more with with uh, Doctor Dufresne's ministry than other ministries, but there were a lot of there was a lot of hero worship, you know, that, that they kind of uh, uh, worshipped uh, Doctor Dufresne. Now he never, he, uh, to my observation, he never desired that, never tried to, you know, ha have that happen. But because of his position and his title in the, in the ministry of the Lord Jesus, there was a lot of hero worship, right? And uh, all those hero worshipers get in the way of people who wanted to receive the healing. You know, they wanted his cars or his position or his ministry or, you know, a bunch of uh, uh, unnecessary stuff like that. Uh, and there's always people in the way, right? Uh, and so uh, what are you going to do about it? Uh, you're going to cry and go home? No, don't cry and go home. I mean, you, the woman with the issue of blood, what is she, she, she came in the press, right? She pushed her way through. Uh, these people just knocked a hole in the ceiling, right? 
Uh, we can't get, we're going to knock a hole in the ceiling and, and whatever it takes, amen? Uh, you know, real faith always has that attitude, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. You know, uh, you remember the, the, the man, uh, the rich young ruler, the Lord said, one thing you lack. And what did he do? He walked away, right? He, see, he wasn't willing to do whatever it took. And he only had one thing to do, right? It's not like the Lord said, well, I need you to climb a mountain and swim an ocean or, you know, build a bridge or, you know, uh, he said, you've got to do one thing. And it's like, oh, that's so hard, right? Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes the Lord will have us do one thing. Well, you know, uh, I need you to pray for an hour. An hour, Lord? A whole hour? I mean, you know, how long was that ball game you watched, right? How long was that? I mean, you binged on Netflix and watched the entire 23-episode uh, show in one sitting, you know, uh, and didn't even get up to go to the bathroom, right? I mean, you just ate a whole uh, uh, 20 bags of popcorn, watching the entire series, then the Lord asked you to pray for an hour. Like, <sighs> well, you know, faith was like whatever it takes, right? Uh, knock out of a ceiling, whatever it takes, amen? Because faith can see the anointing. Faith can see where the power of God is. And faith, faith is drawn to that, right? Faith wants that. Okay, that right there, well, that will get me what I need, amen? Uh, and, and do whatever it takes, amen? Yeah, and, um, uh, I mean, there, there was, uh, uh, there's so many different stories you could tell about people, you know, uh, uh, like that, right? That uh, uh, a minister would be praying for somebody and said, you know, stand upright. You know, remember the Lord, stand upright on their feet. Right? That was what Peter and John said to the man uh, at the gate, beautiful, stand upright on their feet. Well, he was crippled, right? <laughs> and he could have said, well, I, you know, I can't do it, you know. Uh, but he didn't do that, right? Remember, Jesus said, stretch forth thy hand to the man with a withered hand. Yeah. Well, how are you going to stretch forth your hand if it's withered? That's why it's withered, because I can't, you know, that's one, one uh, measurement of that it's withered. I can't obviously stretch it forth. And, and yet Jesus said, and the man, uh, as he attempted to do that, the power of God came upon him, and, and uh, he received what his desire was, amen? Mm-hmm. Time and time again, uh, faith would go, go whatever... Uh, whatever mile it has to go to accomplish the goal to receive from the anointing. Uh, now, uh, you know, in the church, uh, we, we have a real problem with anytime somebody's actually anointed, we tend to want to make them a hero, right? We tend to ele- want to elevate them above all the rest of, of humanity. But we're all uh, vessels of clay, right? Uh, and we should all desire to yield to the anointing as, as the Lord would desire but we should always make sure that we never receive any glory into ourselves, uh, and, it, and it's really a hard balance because even if you don't want to receive any glory into yourself, people will try to push glory onto you. Uh, you know, Brother Hagin was one of the most anointed ministers of his time, and and people would get up and introduce him. I want to introduce a great man of faith. You know, he's he's a wonderful servant of the Lord. He's he's more anointed than anybody else. Knows more than any, anything else. Knows more than anybody else. You know, blah blah blah. And he said, I'd get up and first thing I'd have to do is correct all those lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, see, he's not going to receive any glory, right? So even if you're not trying to obtain glory, some people try to push it on you. And that's a natural, you know, that's an, uh, remember one time uh, when Jesus was ministering, uh, the Bible says that they uh, were going to try to make him king. Uh, and it's like, well, that's not time for that. And so he left. He had to leave, he had to leave their, their, uh, uh, their presence there. Because people are always trying to do that. And so, uh, but what's the alternative? I mean, you could say, well, then Lord, don't ever anoint me. Lord, I don't ever want to move in your spirit. 
that'd be a sad place to live, right? That'd be a sad place to be where you don't want to work with the Lord, right? Because the Lord works with us, amen? Uh, you know, the church, we've really gotten out of this. We've really gotten to where we're just working for the Lord, just doing whatever we're doing, right? But we want to work with the Lord, amen? Uh, and so you, you've got to be careful of, of finding that balance of, Lord, I want everything that you have for me, but I'm always going to keep my heart right. Uh, instead of being like uh, the prayer of Jabez, right? Remember the prayer of Jabez in the Old Testament? Uh, Lord, let me do no evil. Well, that was his prayer. Uh, and and uh, anybody remember the prayer of Jabez? It was real popular for a while, right? I mean, they were selling coffee mugs with it. You know, they were selling blankets with it on there, bumper stickers, everything. You know, prayer of Jabez. Lord, Lord let me do no evil. Uh, and I thought, that's really odd. I mean, it's like, I mean, how many minute, uh, sermons have you heard on the prayer of Jabez, right? And he's somewhere in the Old Testament. I, I couldn't tell you right off where he's at, but if you could look it up and find out the prayer of Jabez. Because uh, what you'll find out is uh, how many times after that prayer was he ever heard from again? None, right? So the only way to do no evil is to do nothing. Right. The only way to never make a mistake is to not ever do anything at all. And it's an easy way to not make a mistake. But then what do you miss out on? You miss out on, on, on doing what the Lord asks you to do. Amen. Well, I don't, I don't want to make a mistake, so I'm not going to do anything. But that's great, except uh, your treasures in heaven are dependent upon your obedience to do the will of God in your life. Amen. Uh, and so you can't get in fear. Well, Lord, I don't want, you know, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to this or that. Well, what did Peter say to the man at the gate beautiful in Acts chapter 3? Look on me. Right? He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. So do you have anything? Well, you do. All of us have it. All of us have the power of God in us right now. Right? All of us have... It's the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had, right? It's not a different Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit, amen? And our, our job is to develop faith in that Spirit. Our job is to develop faith that the Spirit of God lives in me, and I believe that He lives in me, and He's going to lead me and guide me to all truth so that when I'm out ministering, just doing things, and I'm not talking about on the street corner, thumping a Bible, I'm just talking about in your day-to-day life, right? Always be aware of the people around you. Lord, uh, you want me to talk to that person? You want me to talk to that person? You want me to invite that person? You want uh, that, that's the anointing of God working with you. Amen. Uh, and and so, uh, so Jesus can be in the midst. You know, you can, you can have the power of God on you, uh, be, and you do because you have the anointing, uh, the Spirit of God in you uh, at work or wherever. And there may be a thousand people around you. Nobody is drawing on that anointing. Nobody is, is taking advantage of that anointing. Uh, and and you, you see here Jesus that, that uh, there was clearly a need. It was the, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Clearly, there was a need that people needed healing, yet nobody's drawn upon that. And why? Well, because, you know, they're Pharisees and doctors of the law. They, wanted, they just wanted information, right? And much of the church just wants information. I quote all the kings of, of Judah. That's great. To get in, does, ever get, does that ever get anybody healed? You know? I know we, we did a youth conference several years ago in Latvia, and the... And the uh, the, the, the subject of the youth conference was five kings. And I was the minute, I was the speaker, right? And they wanted, to, that's what they wanted, the, the subject would be five, the five kings of, of, uh, of Israel. I'm thinking, man, this is going to be really, we're going to really dig hard to find some good stuff here because, I mean, the five kings, that's not, you know, I'm not a big, you know, uh, genealogy person in the Bible and, you know, the, the kingdoms. And, I mean, we pulled it out. The Lord's always gracious, but, um, you know, uh, that's sometimes all people want is information. Mm. And uh, who cares of information if you're sick? Mm. I want healing if you're sick, right? Yeah. 
Who cares about information if you need deliverance? I want deliverance, amen? Uh, people got real problems in life, right? They're dealing with, with tragedies and depression and sadness and overwhelming thoughts. And what have you got to help them? Well, you've got the power of God. All of you, all of us have got the power of God. Everywhere we go, we've got the power of God to help other people. Amen. Uh, and, and I believe that that's really the call of God upon the church is for us to be able to help everybody. Right. It's not just on the pastor to do all the helping. It's on all of us. Amen. The purpose of the, the job of the pastor is really to train us and to teach us how to do that. Amen. Amen. And so Jesus had the power there. Nobody took advantage of it. Not a single person until this man showed up. And Jesus, it, the Bible says, Jesus saw their faith. So their faith is what, is what activated the power of God in Jesus that was there for everybody. But it, it, nobody got to take advantage of it until the one person with faith showed up. And Jesus said he saw it. So, you know, your faith is visible. Remember in Acts 14, when, when Paul was preaching at Lystra, and there was a man uh, impotent from his mother's womb, couldn't, uh, uh, couldn't walk, you know, and, um, and, and, and the Bible says that uh, Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. Uh, and, uh, and he prayed for him. The man uh, was, was 100% healed. Amen. Uh, and so, um, you know, your faith is can be perceived. You can perceive faith on other people. You know, as you're as you're uh, as you're walking through your life, you can see this person is uh, believing God for something, and and uh, I can be the person that helps them get what they need. Amen. Because a lot of times they don't they don't know how to get it. They don't have the power to get it. They haven't been trained to get it, but they have faith that God can get it for them. And you may be the very vessel that brings that power to their life. Uh, and, and you know, here here's the thing. Uh, you know, part of that is getting your mind renewed. Because sometimes we think, well, who am I? I'm nobody. You know, I've been a terrible person. I've done all these things wrong. You know, whatever it is, you know, the Lord could never use me. Are you breathing air? Yep. Then you're already qualified. Yep. Amen. I mean, it, it's uh, see, your minds have to get lined up with the word of God. Because did the Lord put him in you? Did the Lord put the spirit of God in you? Yes. He, if, you're, if you're saved, then the spirit of God is in you right now. Yes. That makes you qualified to help yes. anybody yes. right now. Yes. It's not, uh, you know... The Lord's not going to sideline you because of your past yeah, and mistakes. I mean, uh, there, all, there, was, there was only one who ever lived on the entire history of humanity that made no mistakes. His name was Jesus. Amen. Well, maybe Jabez, too, because he prayed, don't, you know, never make a mistake. And so, but what did Jesus do? Well, John said if, if, if we could write down everything he did, uh, you know, I imagine all the books in, in the earth couldn't contain all the things he did. And then Jabez did nothing. I mean, you know, so which, I mean, you could have it either way, right? I'd rather do everything and maybe make a mistake or two along the way, then just do nothing and end up like a lump all my life, right? I mean, I, I couldn't do that. I just, that's not my personality, right? I, I want to help and be a blessing to people around me, amen? But see, you've got the power of God in you. And you have the ability to, to as you're just walking through life, no, this person's got, they, they need help. They, they, they've got the faith to get help. I can deliver that help to them. Now, you don't have to go with, hey, I've arrived, you know, look at me, I'm so wonderful, you know, you can just make it real okay. Hey, you know, how's it going? Uh, uh, anything I could pray for you about, you know? Uh, I just sense I, that uh, the Lord would like me to pray for you. Uh, and you can just leave it at that, right? You don't have to make a big show of it or anything like that. Jesus didn't make a big show of it. More than likely, people aren't going to uh, knock a hole in your ceiling to get to your house, right? To get into your house because you probably call the police on them anyway, right? Uh, and so, so uh, but see, he perceived their faith. And, and, uh, and he said unto him, 
man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Of course, we know the rest of the story, right? They got all mad at him because he said that. And he said, which one's harder? Uh, is it easier to say thy sins are forgiven or to say rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power. And then that word power there, the word power in verse 17 was, was supernatural miracle work of power. This word power is the word authority. The Son of Man hath authority upon earth to forgive sins. And so as a sign that I've got that authority, I'm going to heal this person. I say unto thee, arise, take up thy couch and go into thine house. So uh, I think this is a great story because it shows us that we have a big impact in in uh, how much we receive. Right. Uh, That that uh, uh, what do you think all these other people said all the other Pharisees and doctors of law? Well, he just one only one person got healed today, so he must not have had it. Right? He must not have been very spiritual today. But what's it say? It said, it said that he was the power of God was present to heal all of them. Only one person got it. Not, not any of the important people got it. Just the one man who was apparently a sinner uh, got, got the blessing of the Lord. Uh, and you ever been in a service and wonder, why does that person get blessed over there and this person over there never gets anything? Well, Lord, you must be playing favorites. You reckon that's the truth? What more than likely is the truth is this person had faith to get the help from God. This person, you know, uh, well, Lord, if you want me to have it, I guess you'll just give it to me. Is that the attitude that the man born by his four friends had? Well, Lord, if you want me healed, you'll come find me. Uh, they went and found him, right? They went and found the source of their help. And so uh, for us, what that, what that should help us to do is learn how to receive from the anointing, right? Draw upon the anointing. Pursue the anointing that's, you know, what, who's ever preaching and teaching, uh, uh, that should be our attitude. Lord, I want that. Whatever they've got to help, then I, that I need help, then they're going to help me. Uh, and, uh, and, and because it's the, it's the faith, not in the person, right? It's the faith in the power of God that, that's contained in that minister. Amen? And, and if you'll keep it that way, then you'll never worship a, a person. You'll never elevate a, a, a minister to be God or Jesus or you know, somebody that's worthy to be worshipped. Always have faith in the power of God in them and not in them. Amen. Keep, keep the attitude correct and see, that'll keep the church safe. Because if we start elevating ministers to being like the Lord Jesus, and like I said, when, I was, uh, when Dr. Frayne was on the earth, I observed that a lot of people, uh, many people, would try to worship him. Uh, and, and, you know, he would reject it. But still, uh, the, the people, are, they're, they're missing the whole mark. You know, he, he was anointed of God. He was a minister of, God, of the gospel. But he, he was made out of dust and clay. He was unworthy to be worshipped. Amen. He was a great fellow. I mean, I, I appreciated his ministry. And I'm a little annoyed at him because he left early because he told us he could be here till he was 80, 90 years old, you know, and he left in his early 70s. So when I get to heaven, I'm going to have my wife go tell him I'm disappointed in him, right? <laughs> and so, uh, and so uh, it's, uh, um, uh, but, but, through training and teaching, hopefully we can avoid that. Amen. Because what we want is we want the we want as much power as we can get in the church, right? But the only way that we can do that is if we we don't try to share God's glory, right? If we try not to uh, to have glory unto ourselves, right? Because sometimes even a church, if if a lot of things start happening in a church, we can start to try to receive glory unto our church. Well, our church is so special, you know, and, and uh, you know. Uh, nobody else in the world can, can uh, minister like our church, right? Our church is the best church in the whole world. Uh, we, we start getting into things that are outside the will of God. Amen. Uh, I mean, I believe this is a good church. Amen. 
I believe that the Lord moves in his church, but he moves in his church because we allow him to move. Everything else is on him, right? Uh, and so, so, uh, so we have a big impact then on how much of the, uh, the power of God we have operating in our lives, right? You have a big impact on that. It's not just on the minister, right? Because all the Pharisees could have said, he ain't got it. But did he have it? Bible says he had it, right? And of course, he's Jesus, so we know he had it, right? Uh, and so, um, but only one person got it. And so that person was the person of faith. In fact, that's what it says, right? Jesus saw their faith. So let, let's turn back over to, to the book of Mark, um, chapter 6 here. So we'll look at uh, one other example like this. And then um, I want to spend a little time talking about the ministry gifts, but not just the fivefold ministry gifts, but all the ministry gifts that the Lord has placed in the church. Uh, and so here we are in uh, Mark chapter 6. And it says, And he went from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works, uh, that word works there is the same works as power that we saw earlier, supernatural miracle work and power of God, that such mighty works are wrought by his hand. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon, and not, are not his sisters with us? And they were offended or repelled by him. Now you think about that. They were just talking about the mighty works. We've seen such mighty works. But they, but they like, well, who does he think he is? You know, he's nobody, right? He didn't, I mean, you know, uh, and I see it in, in, in the ministry, right? Uh, you know, I've got, uh, I've got theological degrees. Uh, they say, well, you know, where'd you, where'd you get your degree from? And I'll tell them like that. And they go, oh, <laughs> you're one of those. Huh? Uh, and, and, and you can just see, right, that, uh, that they, they are repelled by me, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and um, you know, it, it's pretty funny because I'm uh, thinking, I mean, it's just information, right? It's just a piece of paper, right? It literally, it literally has no other value than it's a piece of paper, right? And, of course, the work that you put into the, to get it. Uh, but uh, people can be offended at you. You know, where, where do you go to church? Oh, you go to that storefront church. Uh, and and, and they, they, they will be repelled by you, right? Uh, I'd much rather have a storefront church full of faith than, you know, a big, a big gigantic, you know, a beautiful building full of dead men's bones, right? Uh, I mean, you know. Uh, you don't, it's not either or. I mean, there are plenty of big churches that, that, uh, that are full of faith and power, right? So, uh, but, but, uh, it, it's always funny when, when people are repelled by, uh, uh, oh, you, you believe in faith and speaking in tongues? Uh, yeah. Like, oh, right. And, and so, uh, uh, but, but they'll know that you got mighty works, right? Uh, and they're still repelled by you. And I'm thinking, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, if there is mighty works out there, don't you want those in your life? I want, I want them in my life, right? If they're, if they're there, I want them. Uh, you know, I don't want to just, I don't want them to have them. I mean, I'm fine for them to have them, but I want them too, right? I don't, you know, it's not that I want, you know, only for me, but if they're available, I want them all, right? But they were repelled by Jesus. You believe that you're repelled? You think, uh, you know, Jesus, it's, it's the most amazing thing to me because uh, he was, the perfect example of every single thing there ever was, right? Perfect example of walking in love, perfect example of giving glory to the Father, not taking unto himself, perfect example of operating in all the power of God that's possibly there, a perfect example of being kind and generous, 
and people were repelled by him. Uh, so, you know, when, when people re are repelled by us, are repelled by me, I mean, I'm in good, I'm, I'm in good company, right? Me and Jesus go stand off in the corner being repelled by other people, right? Uh, and so you and Jesus can stand over in the corner being repelled by people. So it doesn't bother me when people are offended that, that I, uh, you know, I preach at a charismatic Pentecostal church uh, with a storefront building, right? Uh, you, you don't even have a steeple? No, is, is that a thing? I mean, is that, is that a requirement for God to move is to have a steeple, right? Uh, I mean, anything I'm wrong with having a steeple? I mean, I don't care unless you have a steeple, fine, right? But, um, uh, and I don't even know what storefront, what does it even mean, right? I mean, it's, it's uh, uh, but anyway, it's, uh, 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 sometimes we get, we get uh, focused on things that are just silly, right? But they were offended at him. And Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and his own house. And he could there do no mighty work. Now, they just got done saying that even such mighty supernatural miracle work and power of God works are being done by Jesus. And then it comes down and says, he could there do no mighty works. Well, why? Because his, his position uh, was, re was repulsive to them, right? That he, was, uh, he grew up in that city, he grew up in that area. And uh, they knew him, right, when he was a kid playing ball or whatever. And, and um, well, we know you, you know, who are you, right? Instead of seeing what, but they saw what he did. They, they acknowledged that he was doing the right things. Uh, but because of his background, his position, his title, you know, some people, because we're from Tennessee, won't accept us, right? Some people, because, you know, my degree is not from the same degree as theirs, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, Brother Hagen, uh, of course, Brother Hagen started Rama. Uh, and, and to be honest, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people that graduate from Rhema, Rhema the, some of the best people that you'll ever meet. But I've met a few people from Rhema that because I don't have a Rhema degree, you know. Uh, okay, you know. Uh, and um, I still love Brother Hagen and his ministry, though. But um, so, you know, we, 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 we need to avoid this because what's the, what was the result of this? What was the result of them being repelled by Jesus? It says, he could there do no mighty work, save he laid his hands on a few sick, or that word sick there, sickly folks, right? Minor ailments, some toe aches, you know, maybe a headache, right? Uh, maybe an ingr uh, 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 a hangnail or something, you know, something minor right there, right? Uh, but no, nothing major, right? No, no palsy, no, uh, the man over there in, in Luke chapter 5 was healed of being paralyzed, right? Carried in on a stretcher. No, no stretcher cases in, in uh, Mark chapter 6. Uh, but see, was the power of God present to heal them here in Mark chapter 6? Uh, did Jesus ever not have the power of God with him? He always had the power of God with him, right? So what was the limitation? It was the faith of the people, right? So it wasn't the minister, amen? It, it, was, the, it was the faith of the people. So that should tell, tell you that you have a big impact on how God moves in a service, right? You have a big impact on what God will do in, in any service uh, that uh, because I believe if, if any minister stands behind the pulpit, that the power of God is there present to, to help anybody that has need in that service, right? Uh, and uh, if you'll draw upon that and, and honor the power of God, the presence of God, not the person, right? You, you, you honor the, the position that they stand in, but we don't honor the person as an individual. You know, I mean, I know there's a, there's a part of that. We're not going to get into all of that, but, but we don't worship them for sure, right? Uh, and so Jesus showed up Power of God took it to his own hometown, right? They should have celebrated, uh, emptied out all the buildings and, and celebrated Jesus returning home, 
And Jesus, you know, do some, uh, here's a bunch of sick people, you know, we brought them here because we know that you'll heal them. And they could have done all that. They go, we know this guy, you know. Uh, but it's not like they didn't know him, right? It's not like they didn't recognize that he had miracles, amen? So to me, this is one of the saddest stories uh, in all of the Gospels that he could there do no mighty works. Uh, and, uh, you know, Brother Hagin talked about, uh, he used a phrase, he said, short-circuiting the anointing, right? Short-circuiting the anointing, uh, which is, is a way of him saying that, you know, sometimes the anointing is there, but it can't do what it's supposed to do because of the people, right? Of whatever people are doing. Amen. Uh, and, um, you know, I had somebody ask me about that because they heard Brother Hagin make that phrase and uh, to make that statement. And I explained to them what it was. And they go, yeah, I don't believe that. You know, the, the anointing can't be short circuited. But what's going on in Mark chapter six? It, this, is, this is exactly what he said, right? That the power of God is there to heal, right? They acknowledged that the power of God was on the, on the life of Jesus. And yet, because of their faith and their, their being offended at Jesus and their being re, repulsed by Jesus, repelled by Jesus, uh, then they caused the anointing of God to not uh, be manifested. So it was on them. It wasn't on Jesus, right? What, did Jesus have a bad day here? Was he just like, you know, I just, I'm not feeling it. I just, you know, I'm not feeling the spirit of God right now. It, it, was he having a bad day? I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. You know, y'all just get it on your own. I, I, you know, I ain't got it today. Did that ever happen with Jesus? Never happened with Jesus, right? And yet it was the people that, that short-circuited the anointing, right? Uh, and so, so that tells you that, that you have a big impact, right? In any service, you have a big impact on what God's going to do in that service, right? That should encourage us because that means that, that wow, Lord, then we can see more. And I, and I believe that we as a ministry could see more, right? Uh, and I think these teachings are, 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 will help us to see more in our ministry because uh, our faith needs to be in the power of God, amen? It's not in Pastor Chip. It's not got nothing to do with me. It's in, Lord, you're here. Uh, we, we, uh, desire and long for, uh, you to move in our midst. Amen. Lord, what are you going to do today? Uh, and that should be kind of our, our general attitude about, uh, about when we come to church. Right. And I understand, you know, uh, we just, you know, got off a, of a, you know, working 24 hours a day for three days, you know, it may be hard for you to receive, right. Uh, you may be, uh, exhausted, uh, and that, you know, that's part of life, right. Uh, but uh, really the key wasn't that they were exhausted. The key was they were re repelled by Jesus, right? The key was they were, they were uh, in direct opposition of Jesus as a minister. Uh, and, and that caused the anointing of God to not be able to be uh, manifested in their life, right? Now, over in Luke chapter 5, it was more so they were just intellectual that weren't really interested in the power of God until somebody else showed up, right? Uh, and so... So I think this is a good, uh, I think uh, Luke chapter 5 and Mark chapter 6 helps us to understand that, you know, all of us uh, have an impact of how much the Spirit of God can move in a situation. And also, if you're on the other end, if you're doing the talking, you know, if you're witnessing to somebody or inviting them to church, then know that, you know, you, you can sense, you know, where their heart's at, right? The, the, Jesus said he saw their faith, right? Uh, it's not like you, it's like a billboard or a neon sign, but you can just sense it. You can know if this person is, is where they need to be, that you need to speak to them right now, right? And the person right next to them may not be there, so you don't talk to them. Uh, and that's part of learning how to work with the anointing of God, right? For you to be able to see uh, where somebody is at. 
Uh, and it's not spooky and mysterious. You just, there's a knowing in your heart, right? The, the, uh, First John called it an unction. Uh, and, and uh, you know, there are other times when you get there and among certain people, and it's like, man, there's, God's not anywhere nearby, right? Uh, and they just want to be carnal, even if they're Christians, right? They just want to talk about, you know, the game or whatever. And, uh, and, uh, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with talking about the game on occasion. But that's all we do, right? Uh, it, when we were around, uh, well, I wasn't around, but when Smith Wilkins was around, they'd say that they'd be with him. And uh, like every 15, 20 minutes, he goes, okay, it's been 15 minutes, let's read the word. You know, or it'd be, uh, it's been 20 minutes, let's pray. Uh, and he was just always, you know, uh, Lester Summer, I'll go visit him. And he'd knock on door, he said, come in. And, and, and he said, let's pray. And two hours later, they're still praying and they get done. And he goes, okay, you can leave now. Uh, and that's it. They, they, didn't, they didn't fellowship, didn't eat, eat, eat anything or drink anything. Just pray for two hours. Okay, you can leave. I'm like, okay, right. But, uh, but uh, Lester kept on going and, and he received something from him. Amen. So uh, I, I think these stories are great for us because it shows us how uh, the Lord uh, worked with the anointing upon his life, right? That uh, he was always aware of that, that uh, anointing. But even with the story with the woman with the issue of blood, I think that's, a, that's an amazing story that he wasn't even aware that, that somebody had faith for that anointing and they still drew from that anointing. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so we've got to be careful not turning that into, into um, uh, you know, fantasy world or anything like that. But it's um, a bunch of superstition. Uh, but it still happened, right? That's what the word says. And so, uh, so I just want to encourage you. Um, Whenever the anointing is present, right? Whenever the, the power of God is present, uh, always, being draw, always draw on that. Right? Don't be like the folks in, in course, around here. I, I don't know that you guys are ever like the Mark chapter 6 folks, right? But uh, even in, in the Luke chapter 5, it was not so much they were repelled by Jesus because they wanted to hear him, but they had no faith for the power of God, right? They just wanted information. And so our faith, we need to come with faith for the power of God to move, Amen. Uh, in our midst, and, and that will actually elevate the desire of the Spirit of God to move in our midst, amen, and, and so that, that means uh, that all of us have an impact on how much we see God move, amen, uh, and so, so we'll, we'll talk about some of the anointings and how they operate then in individual gifts uh, that, that the Lord has given to us, and, uh, and I don't know how far we go with all of us, like I said, I mean, I, I've got page after page after page of notes here that uh, uh, we, we may not give it to you. And, and like I said, this may be something that we come back and we, we revisit, you know, in different times and seasons. But, um, uh, but I want to lay, lay a good f- uh, groundwork that it's the Lord working with us. Amen. And that's really the key more than anything else. If we can understand that the Lord works with us in the church today, all of us, right? None of us are disqualified. None of us are set aside. All of us have the power of God in us right now. You have enough power in you to change the entire world. Just right now, sitting in these chairs in this building, uh, it's the same power that created the entire universe resides in your life right now. Even if you don't recognize it or appreciate it, it's still there. Amen. Amen. And what we want to do is develop faith in that anointing, in that power of God that resides in us so that we can affect the change in, a, uh, in the course and direction of the whole world. Amen. One person at a time, but uh, we can do that. Amen. And so let's pray and thank the Lord for his word today. So, Father, we thank you for the word of God. And Father, we thank you that your power resides in us. And Father, if it's the same spirit uh, that Jesus had that dwells in us, then it's the same supernatural miracle working power that was residing in his life that resides in our life. And so, Father, we thank you that as we, as we go about our day-to-day lives, 
Father, that first of all, we are aware of those around us. And, and Father, we ask you to just show us which ones have faith, which ones are ready for us to speak to them. And Father, we'll do that. And if they want us to pray for them, pray with them, we'll do that, Father. And then, Lord, as we gather together as your people, we ask you to help us then to be aware of the power of God in manifestation, Father, in the ministry gifts. And let us draw upon that anointing, Father. Uh, and Father, as we do that, we will see greater moves of God in our midst, greater moves of the kingdom of heaven, Father, in our churches. And we thank you for that, Father. And we give you all the praise and the honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, well, praise God. You know, I, w- I, was, uh, <clears throat> I was just thinking about um, uh, during praise and worship. Um, you know, right now, there, there's, um, um, uh, with all of the uh, virus going around, the COVID-19 stuff, you know, they've got vaccines, and then they've got, uh, uh, then they've got booster shots and all those things. And, um, uh, and I was thinking about, we went and got one of those drinks at the, at the shop yesterday, right? They got uh, uh, boost, uh, what, what are they? Uh, yeah, they got, you get drinks that are boosted and loaded, right? And, um, uh, and, and uh, if you want to get some caffeine straight into your blood vessel, you know, go get one of those boosted drinks, right, or loaded. Is it loaded or boosted? What's well, the boosted? It's just, uh, I don't you know, whatever it is, right, boosted with uh, well, whatever it is, right? But, uh, uh, but, you know, the world's always finding stuff like that, right? Uh, but I, I believe the Lord wants us to get a, a booster shot of the power of God. Uh, and um, I just sense that we need to lay hands on folks and, and just to get a booster shot of the power of God because uh, that power in us will affect a healing and a cure in our bodies if we need it, right? It'll, it'll cause, uh, remember we read there in the book of Hebrews that it's an anchor for our souls. It'll cause our souls to be uh, stabilized, right? And not be so squirrely. Uh, and, um, and so getting a booster shot of that. And, and Lord, uh, that's what uh, uh, he directed me to do during praise and worship there. So if you want to get a booster shot of the power of God, you know, that's what he wants to do today. Amen. Amen. And I know it sounds kind of funny, but, you know, I'm just, that's what he says. So, yes, sir. You know, that's what we'll do. Right. And so if you want to get a booster shot, come ahead. Right. And um, the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for your power that resides in us. Father, it resides in each of us as your children. And Father, we thank you that by the law of contact and transmission, Father, the power of God in us can be transferred to other people, Father, to affect uh, a healing and a cure and deliverance, Father, and whatever it is that we have need of. And so, Father, we thank you that times of refreshing come from your presence. Father, we thank you for the power of God that resides in us. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your power, Father, being transferred into this life, into this body, Father, to to increase, Father, strength, Father, to increase awareness, to increase, Father, uh, the, the power of God residing in her. Father, Paul said that he desires to impart some spiritual gift, Father, supernatural equippings into our lives. And so, Father, we thank you by the law, by the law of contact and transmission, by the laying on of our hands, Father, that your power is transferred in, into this life. 
And we thank you for that, Father. In the name of Jesus, the transfer of power, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Father, we thank you for an increase in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Father, we thank you for an increase in physical strength, Father. An increase, Father, in mental awareness, Father. An increase, Father, in the power of God residing in this life. Father, I thank you. More to come. More to come, Father. More, Father. A vessel. Meet for the Master's use, Father. Be used of you, Father, with your power, working with him in this life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Father, we thank you. That can it be so, Father? It is so. This life is, is a vessel to be used of you, Father. Father, it is so that you reside in this life. And it is, it is so, Father, that there are those from before the foundation of the world that you've assigned to be ministered by this, your child. So, Father, I thank you that as she goes about her day-to-day life and walk, Father, that you will show her the very ones that you've assigned to her to speak and to pray for, Father, to minister to. And so, Father, we thank you for that. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And Father, we thank you for more power and more energy, Father. Supernatural miracle working power in this life, Father. More than she knows, Father. More, Father, than, than she's even acknowledged in the past. Father, we thank you that the energy must come out, Father, to assist those around her. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for carriers of your power into every school, every classroom, Father. Father, you didn't put an age limit on your power. Father, I thank you that this vessel be used to carry your power, Father, into the lives of those around her, Father. I thank you, Father, that all will be well. And that she will see, Father, and know the steps and plans, Father, that you desire for her. And we thank you for that power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Father, we thank you for your goodness and kindness. Father, we thank you for your vessels of honor. Father, vessels that carry your power and everywhere they go, Father, 
near and far away. And Father, I just thank you that you said in your word that we can be filled with your spirit. And it's a continuous filling. So Father, I thank you that this life is filled to the fullness of your spirit. Filled, Father, with the power of God. Filled, Father, everywhere she goes, Father, and everything she says. Father, I thank you that your power is with her. And Lord, I ask you to let her see faith. Let her see the faith of those around her to know which ones that you're directing her to speak to and minister to, Father. And Father, we thank you for great testimonies that will come about by her seeing and knowing. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Father, we thank you for your power upon this life. We thank you, Father, that you dwell in this mortal body, Father, to affect a healing and a cure in those around them, Father, but also to affect their lives, to assist and to aid, Father, by your power and to reveal and to know, Father, by your power. And Lord, I thank you for an increase, Father, in your spirit in this life. I thank you, Father, for a great advancement of your spirit, Father. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Father, I thank you for an increase in your spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, that first of all, it affects this vessel. Increase in health, Father, in strength. Father, increase in, in the solace realm too, Father in the mind, in the thinking, Father. Thank you, Father, an advancement in that area, Father. And then, Father, I thank you that this vessel is completely filled with your power and spirit, Father. And as a carrier of that power, everywhere he goes, Father. And, Father, he'll see things that he's not seen before. He'll know things that he's not known before. He'll see people in a crowd, Father. That's the one. And Father, I thank you for an increase, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you for complete and total health in this body, Father. Strong in the name of Jesus and healthy in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. 
thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for an increase in the anointing upon this life, Father. And Father, I thank you that that anointing is there to assist and to guide and to lead, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, you, you deal with that in the name of Jesus. By your anointing, Father, let it be clear and strong, Father. This vessel, Father, must increase in the anointing. This child, Father, of you must increase in the anointing. Much work is to be done, Father, and it must be done by your power. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, I ask you to deal, to, to, to reveal. You'll take care of that, Father. We thank you. And we thank you for increase, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, an increase to the point that it can be seen, Father, by those around them. And the faith will be drawn to that anointing. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Father, we thank you for vessels of honor. We thank you, Father. Just as in the natural realm, Father, that things can be boosted and increased. But in the realm of the Spirit, Father, we can have increase in your spirit. Strengthen in our inner man, Father, by your spirit, you said. And so, Father, I thank you for great strength and increase. Great strength and increase, Father. Great strength and increase. So, Father, I thank you for, for great days of blessing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Jared, if you if you wouldn't mind coming back up here, there's just uh, didn't quite get done praying for you. And thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And this is this is what the Lord showed me, and this is the way He showed it to me that around your life is swirling lies not in you but they're swirling around you the only solution to that is the power of God to see clearly to know the truth Jesus said he is the truth in all of our lives in times and seasons we will all be faced with this but in your life in this moment in time there's just an increase from the work of the enemy to bring lies around your life. So in the name of Jesus, 
The power of God will show you the path of truth and righteousness. The power of God, if you'll yield to it, will show you the exact path and insight, revelation beyond what is observed in the natural realm. In the realm of the Spirit is truth. And the power of God is, is awareness. So, Father, I thank you that you will fill him with that. All will be brought to light, Father. All will be clear. The path, Father, will be easy to walk, Father. And so, Father, we thank you for that. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Father, we thank you for the great power of God that resides in each of us as your children. We are all carriers of your power. And you desire, Father, that we go forth in this world and that you work with us. Father, your spirit is what works with us. Your power is what works with us. The church has a great commission upon its life. That's more than just the natural world, more than just the natural careers, more than just the natural things that we obtain. The church has a great call upon its life to affect the course and direction of the earth. And Father, you chose to do it individually at the local church level. You chose to do it uh, in churches that walk by faith, in churches that yield to your spirit. And so, Father, we are one among many who choose to do that. We are not unique and not the only ones, Father, but we choose to walk by your spirit. We choose to walk by faith, Father. We choose to work with your spirit all the days of our lives, Father. And Father, we thank you that because of that, we will see great victory and we will help people obtain great victory in their lives. We thank you for great testimonies that will come forth because of your word and your spirit. And we thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. Is the Lord good? He's good all the time. Amen. We appreciate his goodness and kindness. Amen. And, um, you know, I keep thinking, well, we, you know, we might be done with this message, but, uh, you know, there just, uh, there just seems like there's more there. Amen. Now, of course, it's one of those things, it's one of those messages you could, uh, like I said, you could teach on this uh, for a long time. And so, um, but my desire is for uh, each individual in the church to be aware of the presence of God in them and to go forth every day knowing that it's there. And then in, in the times and seasons when the Lord desires for you to, to minister to people, then uh, we all become sensitive to that. All of us are qualified to do that. Amen. Uh, none of us are, well, Lord, that could, I could never do that. All of us can do it. Amen. Today, it's not like it's, we have to wait and get some Ph.D. level in that. Uh, I mean, he used unlearned and uneducated fishermen, right? You ever met a fisherman, right? <laughs> they haven't changed much in 2,000 years, right? Uh, he used them all, right? And so uh, if he can use them, he can surely use us, right? Uh, and so praise God. Well, let's get ready to receive this, this morning's uh, tithes and offerings. Amen. We appreciate y'all's faithfulness and giving. And then uh, uh, after that, then we'll get ready to eat, right? Well, let's pray and thank the Lord for the opportunity to give. So Father, we thank you. 
for the opportunity to give into your kingdom. Father, it's a great blessing to give a small portion of what you've given to us, Father. We're so thankful that you provided us with an incomes, Father, finances, blessings, an increase. And Father, because you've done that, it's, it's a blessing and it's such a small thing for us to give back to you. We thank you that as we give in faith, Father, that with good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into our bosom. And we give you the praise and the honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come ahead, Mr. Jared. And, and so, um, let's see, I guess not even two weeks uh, from now. Um, let's see. Are we leaving next, next Monday, week from tomorrow? Yeah, week, so a week from tomorrow, we're headed to Pensacola. Of course, Pensacola is up in the panhandle, right? So... We've been in, we've been in, in uh, prayer and intercession. You know, Brother Randy, it'd be okay to take it down like Miami or somewhere warm, right? You know, uh, sometimes Pensacola is warm, but a lot of times it's not any warmer than much around here, you know. So, uh, but it's still better than going up to New York or Toronto to, for uh, January, right? So, um, so we'll be uh, heading down to see Brother Randy in about a week there. It'd be good to see everybody there. And then, of course, after that, then he'll be with us in March, right? He comes up in March and, and in August there, so... Uh, and uh, I still invite him, make sure that, you know, I don't just assume that he's going to come. You know, we always send a formal invita- invitation, um, so we'll see him then. So, all right, uh, let's see. I guess we're going to eat, right? So, uh, what's that? Yeah, Mr. Edward, would you say the blessing for our food and then we'll eat? Amen. All right. Well, let's eat.